0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast, which is, of course, a fantasy football podcast. And on Tuesdays, it's a handicapping podcast. Get ready for week 16. We're not even done with week 15 yet, but we're going to jump into week 16. I'm Scott Pienowski, your co-host. And before we jump in with Frank Schwab, my good buddy, handicapper to the stars, and of course, one of the stalwarts of Yahoo Sportsbook Daily, just give you one last chance here to get going over at BetMGM. They get a great promo. If you have not set up an account over there, you can place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. If that bet loses, you get that bet amount up to $1,000. Add it back to your account in free bets. You must be age 21 or older in Arizona, Colorado. Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, ten- Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only terms to apply. Go to betmgm.com yahoo to get started or use the promo code yahoo when making your first deposit. And of course, look, we're going to go through these games. We're in a very unusual time in the NFL. Um, we, with Injuries are always a big part of the NFL this time of year. There's a, all sorts of COVID stuff going through america going through sports um you know the hockey schedule has been wiped out college basketball games are getting canceled we saw it in week 15 a lot of games were rescheduled and moved around so just do you know your normal and maybe plus one uh, normal diligence this week just to see what you know what you're getting involved in who you're betting on who's available you know i think this should probably be without saying but i just wanted to throw that disclaimer out there let's be careful out there because i told everybody to be careful out, out there last week and i went 5-0 and on my my throwing darts pick. so you know i don't know when i said let's be careful i really meant let's triple down and make a lot of money enough of my talking let's bring in my man mr wisconsin himself frank
0: schwab aloha you know everybody's got a bad beat story and i don't care if you're sick of mine but me and you were in the playoffs in our fantasy league the team we co owned and it's like we needed huge games out of evans and for right like okay we're trailing but we still got we're still okay and it's like, oh, Chris Godwin goes down. Oh, these guys are going to get... And then Evans is done immediately after. Fournette's done shortly after. And that's... I can't remember... Like, I know there's a gambling podcast, but we talk fantasy too. I can't remember a weirder fantasy week. It was like the good players who played all stunk. The, the Some of the players are just affected so much by the guys around them, COVID, whatever. We, we're, we're sitting here on Tuesday. There's still games to go. I just, just a weird week. It's like if you had duke johnson and tyler huntley you were fine I okay like we play all season for this I, d- I don't get it scott
1: yeah i had i had duke johnson rostered and ready to go and it was in a desperation move and then once gaskin got cleared i thought well how can i expect proactive work from duke johnson anybody who's worked in the fantasy industry has promoted duke johnson at some point, like oh, three, sure, four yeah. years ago when the browns wouldn't play him right when the browns <laughs> preferred anybody you know, they preferred like a 43-year-old Ernest Binder to Duke Johnson, it felt like. And finally, this is when Duke Johnson got his chance, week 15 of the fantasy playoffs. Good good times. Um, you know, I had a Kelsey thrown at me. I had a Huntley thrown at me. I had a lot of
0: Tyler Lockett, which can't help me
1: on Tuesday night. But, I had you some know. Mark
0: Andrews. Uh, Mark Andrews beat me a couple places. Yeah, my, my, my team I loved with Jonathan Taylor is up in smoke. So, yeah. Ugh. Head-to-head is more fun total
1: points is more equitable i will always be in some leagues that are total points driven uh and you know we're, we're in the chuck muncie league together my team's rolling along right there you know does it doesn't matter i i have run kind of well with the health in that team you know I, I want to talk to you in the off season about is there a way to build a more durable team or it's just just are we all just flying blind on that
0: i mean there's certain guys you can avoid certain guys you know like i mean when when julio jones gets hurt it's like that's on me that's my fault i I did that wrong but some of these guys what can you do like i mean we've talked a little bit about it maybe it was here maybe it was just offline i can't remember but just how the first 25 picks of the draft there was like three hits everybody's either hurt or they're and i think that's just luck of the draw we i don't think everybody was wrong on the adps i don't think everybody screwed up their rankings i just think Sometimes you're just gonna get unlucky. Sometimes you take chances on guys. Some say Quan Barkley. I say Quan Barkley on one team because it was just like, okay, it's to the point that it's worth the gamble. The gamble didn't pay off. But I don't think so, Scott. I just think that this is you just have to be very good at the waiver wire. You have to you have to get the Duke Johnson of the world. You really do. Like I I mean I, I think that's the only way you can combat it. But yeah. I don't I don't know of a way. Yeah, you don't want to take too many injury risks, I guess, but Sometimes the injury risks pay off too. I mean that that that's part of the game as well. You, you you get a guy you think a little bit late who who might give you some value, and sometimes it pays off. I know you know you've talked me out of injury optimism a lot, but I still do it here and there because you just get a point where it's like, all right, if this guy stays healthy and he hits, I don't know the answer though, man. I, I it's just this is I, I, everybody out there. It's not not everybody's losing. Some teams are actually benefiting from this, but there's just. This feels like the most frustrating fantasy year. Last year, we just knew it was going to be goofy. This year, it's like you get to the finish line, and now you're losing, you know, not losing games necessarily, but guys just out. And, you know, you're just losing to, to no-name randos off the street. It's just very, very frustrating right now. Survive in advance with the key word being survive.
1: Yeah, Just one more thing that nobody's asking for, but that team we co-manage... I went back and looked at that draft today. We had the 11th pick. And I know you and I were both big on Jonathan Taylor and would have probably taken him 5th or 6th or 7th. And I remember how the draft was going. Like, oh, if Taylor gets to us at 11, this would be beautiful. And, of course, he went to us at 10th. We took um, Stefan Diggs, who you know hasn't been a brick, but he, we've won nothing for Stefan Diggs. We should have taken Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon. It turns out who, we both liked coming back. They were the next two picks. <laughs>
0: right. Just, just, well, just, you, I, I seem to remember being on the phone like, okay, well, whichever one of these guys falls, and then the other one did.
1: Lovely job. We, we are professionals <laughs> here. Do not try to replicate our success. You know, we get plenty of things right. We're not victory lap guys. I think you're always going to focus on, uh, well, I mean, what do they say in rounders, right, you know? Great players don't remember the big pots that they've won, strange as it may seem, but every player can remember with remarkable accuracy the tough beats of his career. That's, that's kind of the lot that we've chosen,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And so it's probably, a, in, a, in a great movie, producer John Hates is going on and on about it. In a great movie, that's, I think that's the most accurate line. I, I, I think that, that that one just sticks with you because it's so spot on.
1: Oh, there's, there's so many new one i i i promised producer john who just re rounders as everybody on this listening to this show should that yeah don't watch it's more. a
0: wonderful life or christmas story watch rounders this week why not it's a better movie just go for it
1: better movie and more application <laughs> it will help you more as a fantasy player as a handicapper all right let's get to the games we, you know the rules island games first 49ers uh, becoming a trendy team in the nfc Debo Samuel, uh, he's running back now, doesn't catch the passes anymore. Jimmy G leads the league in YPA. Who saw that coming? They travel to Tennessee, and the Niners are so hot right now, they're actually three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at MGM. Total is 44.5. Talk about randos, um, the skill talent on the Tennessee offense, right? I mean, you know, maybe they'll get A.J. Brown back this season, but, you know, Julio Jones has been a total flop. They're trying to find answers at, at running back. Ryan Tannehill's a good player, but he's maybe not a miracle man. Uh, how do you lean first look at San Francisco, Tennessee?
0: I, I lean towards Tennessee. I just think the line swung a little bit too much. I, look, i been you know, and not that anybody couldn't see this looking at a depth chart, but I've been fading Tennessee a lot lately. I was like, one of the, I basically, so not to go off on a tangent, but last week, you know, with all the COVID stuff happening, it was my lightest card I've had all season easily. I really only went in on two games and one was Pittsburgh who ended up winning. But as somebody who was on Pittsburgh in that game, it was like, well, Tennessee outplayed them, they just turned the ball over a billion times. And that's kind of been their problem lately. And you could say, "Oh, well, why wouldn't they just turn it over four more times against Fris- uh, the San Francisco 49ers? Totally possible; it could happen. But I think play by play, they're they're a fair team. They're 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 not bad anyway. And now they they're to the point where you can't keep losing games and just expect the you know beat the Colts in the division. You have to win something here. Uh, I think they come out good performance. Three and a half's too much. I- I'm going to take the three and a half and just hope that Ryan Tannehill doesn't turn it over five times.
1: Yeah, I'm probably in that way too. It's a nod towards Mike Vrabel and the coaching infrastructure in Tennessee. We've seen them looked outmanned before. Oh, oh, how are they going to match up with the Rams? They found a way to do it. Uh, they beat Kansas City when that had a lot of juice. They, of course, Kansas City's number one seed again. The AFC sparked by their defense. On who saw that coming? Yeah, they've beaten a lot of good teams. They they beat Buffalo again, again. Vrabel, I just think he'll have them ready to go, and the line has adjusted. Everything that we like about San Francisco is baked into this line, so I'm going to lean Tennessee as well Saturday. Indianapolis Colts, Saturday's darling. Uh, They took care of the Patriots pretty easily, and they were able to unplug Carson Wentz in the process, right? Five completions. I I know Michael Pittman was a fantasy letdown, um, in part because of Wentz and in part because of some kind of questionable officiating. But once they got the lead, they weren't going to let Wentz decide that game. They travel – To Arizona. Losing the Rams is one thing. Getting blown out by the Detroit Lions is another. I don't know who the Cardinals are right now. I I didn't get a chance yet. I I will do it later today to look at your power rankings. I'm curious where you moved Arizona to. The Cardinals are still a one-point favorite in this game on Saturday. It's a
0: a 49.5 total. What's the first look, Indy, Arizona? I don't know what to do with the Cardinals now. Like you said, like I, I mean, I was banging the table for them all year. And I was, or I don't think I was wrong to say that this team is legit. This team is good. This team is kind of underrated almost. And you lose to the Rams, big deal. Okay, you lost to the Rams. Like that's a—that's perfectly, it's, it was a tough loss for them because of what it did for their seeding. But it was it's fine. Like you, nobody's saying like, oh my God, the Cardinals have been exposed because you lost to the Rams. The Rams are fine. But they, like you, you kind of mentioned, they were blasted by the Lions. This was not a close game. Like a lot of these upsets that happen, it's like, ah, the the teammate turned it over four times or crazy field goals at the end or whatever. No, this was beginning to end, just a total domination. And now you just, yeah. Now you just wonder, no DeAndre Hopkins. And all of a sudden that seems like it matters. It didn't earlier this season, but it certainly did last week. And meanwhile, the Colts are, look, I was on a radio show Saturday and the host was like, we're talking about the game. And he's like, well, I'm not saying the Colts are going to make the Super Bowl or anything. And I kind of interrupted him and said, why not? Well, who in the AFC is better right now than the Colts? The answer is probably the Chiefs. But the Colts still play the kind of style of ball where they can go on the road and beat the Chiefs. So I, the Colts are playing such good ball. Yeah, I, I worry about any time I bet on Carson Wentz. It's it's just bad action for three hours. You're just worried the whole time that the garbage can is going to drop on your head. But I I, I just think the Colts are the better team right now I don't know if the Cardinals bounce back they just you know get right back on track to where they were the first 12 games of the season but as I sit here you're giving me the team I think is a better team right now and a point I'm fine with the Colts
1: fine with the Colts too I'm also loving the garbage can dropped on the head reference <laughs> as we're, we're, we're basically you, you don't want to re-watch Rounders maybe we'll just quote the whole movie as subtly as we can um so knish uh knish corner is gonna is gonna <laughs> both of us are gonna be on the colts just the form means too much right now and you, you know it's funny I, i've gone i've vacillated back and forth on cliff kingsbury didn't like him into the season felt like they owed him an apology the way they played so steady when mccoy had to start i thought was a feather in his cap and then the other injuries they've had you know they, they lost watt pretty early on uh hopkins really hasn't been right all season uh, and now he's not available. Murray at times has been muted as a runner, but I got to give a nod to just, I I think the Colts are just a better football team right now. And I I don't know that home field advantage means that much. Anyway, Arizona has been a better team on the road last week accepted. So on Christmas day, I'll be on the Colts. We have another Christmas game, the Cleveland Browns, uh, man, uh, you know, as as Joe Posnanski said today, the Browns have been losing games for 50 years, like that Monday night game, right? Uh, Just to, the names are different. I'm, you know, they didn't call Red Right Eighty Eight or anything. There was no fumble. Uh, poor Ernest Biner. He was so great in that game too. Um, there was no drive from John Elway, but they found a way to lose. Now they're going to Green Bay. Who, man! All, all of a sudden, I wish. You know, Frank. I, one of the one of the books gave me a three hundred dollar Super Bowl ticket before the season. I punched it on Green Bay. I I, I didn't put in any nice. deep thought into it. I just thought it was a good price. Now I'm kind of getting excited about it, and I'm wishing I had Aaron Rodgers. MVP shares. I'm wishing I had, and you were on this a few weeks ago, Matt LaFleur. Why can't he be coach of the year, right, right. right? I mean, now that Kingsbury's probably out of the running, the Titans fell off. So Vrabel's juice has been taken down a notch. Maybe Belichick can't win it if the Patriots aren't the number one seed. Why, why not everything Green Bay? Of course, seven and a half is a pretty big number. I don't know who's going to be available for the Browns. At first blush, I just think the Packers are a juggernaut right now, and I, I want to back them. Uh, 44 and a half is the total. What's your first look at Cleveland Green Bay?
0: Yeah, that Monday game, I felt so bad for the Browns. They gave it their all. They said, you know, I mean, they barely had anybody. I said, you got to have 50 guys to sit down at that game. And they said, I'm just going to play this. I'll play this team this hand. And, you know, they didn't do it eventually. See, subtle. right, right. That was subtle. Okay, anyway, so I felt I felt so bad for the Browns that they couldn't get it done because they just battled. They they fought their hearts out in that game. Uh, I was on the Raiders and felt like I was on the wrong side, really. Like, you know, Mark Davis making the excuses of, oh, maybe they should have to fly to Las Vegas. Come on, Mark. Like, what are you doing? We just don't know who's going to be back for them. I assume most of their team will be back. But in these COVID days, I don't know. And they've been through a lot. And you wonder that emotional toll. But, you know, kind of we talked about with the, the 49ers, everything you like about the Packers is baked into this line. Like it's, it's over the seven. And I just think this Browns team, they're going to battle. They They are. They fought so hard on Monday that I think they're going to, they're going to have a similar effort. They know their backs are against the wall. They know they need to win this. Whereas, this sounds so weird to say, but the the Packers are almost to the point where they could lose a game and still be fine for the number one seed. The Buccaneers without Godwin, I don't know that they're going to be that that much of a factor. I, I, Cardinals are falling off. The Cowboys, I don't think, can get there. So, if you give me the desperate team, seven and a half, I'm just going to, I'm going to wait. I'm going to see who comes back for the, the Cleveland Browns, so I'm not, you know, Nick Mullinsing it again, but... I, I think I'm going to be on the Browns here. I think that they're, you know, they're live. I, I think that they're going to give a really, really good effort again.
1: I think there's going to be a lot of Christmas teasing of the Green Bay Packers. And I ask you, Frank, yeah. do the Packers look like a team beaten by Nick Mullins? <laughs>
0: I'm loving this. I know John is sitting back there, like I'm going to have to ruin this whole show. But yes, I'm loving this.
1: Right, I'm Dick Mullins is a monster <laughs> compared to some of the quarterbacks <laughs> who are playing. Uh, let's go to Sunday. Uh, the Washington football team, as we tape, we're taping on, on Tuesday afternoon, so we don't know what the football team has done. Another team, they may be down to a fourth string quarterback on on Tuesday night. So I'm curious to see what they do against the Eagles. They go to Dallas. Dallas uh, always a public team, spotting ten and a half points. The total is forty six and a half. Dallas is kind of the the NFC's version, I think, of the Chiefs right now, where it's defense for Dallas, right? Dak Prescott hasn't looked right in a while. Right. Amari Cooper, um, our co-managed team, he's one of the guys who sunk us. Uh, CeeDee Lamb has been muted lately. They really haven't gotten a great season out of Gallup. Everybody seems to know that their best running back is not their starting running back. And Look, the Dallas' offense is okay. But if we thought this was going to be a juggernaut offense. It hasn't been that. I think it's tied to Dak not being healthy but man I I just don't know what version of the football team we're getting this is a game where unless you have an angle that you can explain to me now I I don't know how anybody could bet on it early and I don't even know how anybody could really bet on this game period but um what's your first look at Washington Dallas
0: yeah tough to say without seeing Washington play here but I mean if I probably be on Washington assuming their guys come back but Not again, this is, it just, I'm saying the same thing over and over with every game. Wait, wait until later in the week. See who's going to play. See, I I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to back Garrett Gilbert uh, on Sunday. I tell you that. Yeah. 10 and a half. Those a lot. Like you said, Cowboys, we can't just do that. It's like the chiefs. We can't just do this every week where we're like, well, this is the week the Cowboys are going to get going. This is the week. This is the week. This is the week. At some point it's not happening. Dak is really not playing well. They're giving way too many carries to Zeke. They need to just say, look, Zeke, sorry. We got to do what's best for the team at this point. Tony Pollard's our best guy. You'll still be a factor, but you're going to be more of a one-quarter, one-third type of back, not not 60%. Uh, t- Tony's got to be their guy there soon if they want to go where they want to go this season. Yeah, I'll probably be on Washington here, assuming most of their team comes back, and they don't just look so bad on, on Tuesday that they, they changed my mind. But, yeah, it, it is a lot of points against a team that's – Strangely enough, struggling to score points.
1: But who knows? Maybe Monday morning I'll stumble up and say you should have played those Cowboys, Frank.
0: <laughs> it's it's highway time, basically. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, Monday, uh, my, Miami <laughs> at New Orleans. Um, I don't know how we're gonna we're gonna fit this one in, but we'll try. Um, the Saints, man. I'll tell you, I, I know this is like the oldest cliche in the book. Nobody wants to play these guys. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are like want the new Orleans saints out of the playoffs because they cannot match up against these guys. Brady's played four horrible games against them in the regular season. They were lucky to beat them in the playoffs, probably because Drew Brees did nothing in his swan song. Saints only three point favorites here. Miami has fixed their season. They're back to seven and seven, but you two is a limited quarterback. It doesn't really have a lot of arm strength. They have no field stretcher. They really needed Will Fuller and he wasn't available this year. The total is a very scant 38 and a half. So we're not looking for a lot of points on Monday, What's your
0: first look at Miami New Orleans? Yeah, I mean the Saints, they they went in confidently against the Buccaneers and they shut them out. I, I mean, look, we we'll, we all knew the defense was good, and you know I expect a little more out of their offense, not much, but a little bit more, uh, a lot of confidence. I'm sure when Tom Brady, by the way, was talking to the Saints sideline, he was just talking about snow and pierogies, but uh, <laughs> <Right>. I, <laughs> I, I I I feel like. How could you go against the Saints after what we just saw from them? I know it's a little bit of recency bias, and I hate doing that because this is a week-to-week league, but they played so well on defense. You know they're going to make life tough on Tua. I don't hate Tua. I'm, I'm not a Tua hater, but you just get the feeling like they're going to get in the Superdome. It's going to be loud. The Saints are right in the mix for that seven seed. I think we're going to see a really good effort out of the Saints, and I, I'll continue to say like last week, their offense was broken, but Taysom is still a good option for them in the short term, and just that... Usually against a a, a, in in normal games, not last week, but normally, I think Taysom gives them a little something on offense that they just didn't have. Kamara's back, so I think the Saints are the right side here. This 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 Miami run has been really good, really really good. But I just think it it's kind of based a lot on beating a lot of weak teams, and this is a really really tough test for them. So give me the Saints. I I think they're the right play here.
1: Yeah, I like the Saints too. I like that defense. I think they're gonna stop whatever Miami tries to do on, on the ground. And it's just so tempting just to cheat on the, on the flanks against these Miami receivers because they, they don't, they're not going to go over the top of you. You're not worried about allowing a 75 yard touchdown, right? I mean, Randy Moss changed football in 1998 when the objective became, okay, how do we not allow Randy Moss to score a touchdown in every play two deep safeties, all that stuff. And we've seen teams struggle with that this year. The bills, the chiefs at times, but Miami, you don't have to worry about that. Nobody's going to run past you. You know, Parker's a good player. Gusecki's a good player. They really needed Will Fuller. I think the Saints are certainly going to get my money this week. Let's look at some of the premier games on Sunday, and we'll meander through the rest of the slate. Bills and Patriots uh, played recently. Win game. I think we all remember that. Belichick and company only threw three passes. Buffalo did move the ball and had some chances, but they, you know, New England's special sauce has always been, they do not allow as many points as they're supposed to allow when you yards per point and all that stuff, you know, they bend, they don't break. That's been there. It was easy to do. Everybody would do it. But Belichick has pretty much mastered that for 20 years. And man, it's the Patriots defense different this year. Now that they have all those players back they didn't have last year, JC Jackson has turned into a shutdown corner, New England, Off a terrible loss at Indianapolis, man. They did nothing right in that game. They're two and a half point favorites over Buffalo. The total is 43.5. What do you make of the rematch for AFC East supremacy?
0: Yeah, what a great game, right? Like, I I mean, this this is really a fun one. And real quick, just to lay out the scenario in case people haven't paid much attention. If the Bills win this, they're tied with the Patriots. They have the tiebreaker because the Patriots lost to Miami in week one. So the Bills would have a better division record. And the Bills finish with home games against the Falcons and Jets. This is the AFC's championship game. If the Bills win this, I do not—look, crazy things are happening this season, right? But the Bills are not losing those last two games at home if they have a chance to win the AFC East. This comes down to—this is the AC's championship game. I don't know what to make of it since we're, you know, Clyde Frazier or Pearl Monroe. I'm just going to pass it back to you and see if you have a take because I, I, this first game is kind of throwing me off here that— I, I don't, we can't take anything out of it. It was such a weird game that I don't know that you could necessarily say, oh, the Patriots are going to do this or the Bills can't do this. It's just, I almost throw it out in my analysis, which is weird for a rematch. But I, am kind of leaning on Patriots because I think they've been the better team all year. I the Bills have disappointed me over and over again, but I'm really interested to see what you have to say. Cause I'm really could go either way here. It's
1: funny. Buffalo was one of my picks last week. And I, I hate giving double digit points in the NFL. But when Buffalo has, they've been one of those bully teams. We talked about the Rams a few weeks ago. You made that point that when they are up against an inferior opponent, it's, it's like wiffle ball, okay? I mean, you, you, you bet your rent money on the Buffalo Bills. They've covered all those games. All of their wins, they've covered double-digit points, and they've lost their close games against good teams. The only time they've broken that cycle was the win against the Chiefs. We know Buffalo is generally not a balanced offense. You know, I want to see if we, if Devin Singletary gets a bigger role in this game. Cause I think Buffalo needs it, they need to be more balanced. I thought Josh Allen's running could have been the X factor in the first matchup. Now he's dinged up. He did run very proactively, aggressively, and, and just, you know, no concern for his well being. That's how important that Tampa Bay game was. But he came out of that game dinged up. I don't I think he had three rushing attempts. He had one long scramble, but three rushing attempts in the Carolina game. I don't think they want to expose Josh Allen. They obviously if he's hurt the whole season, goes Kablooey. I think they need to find something with Singletary. You would think that Belichick and Jackson and that secondary, they've been outstanding against number one receivers. You would think they're not gonna let Diggs crush them. So can Gabe Davis keep doing what he's doing? Can Singletary be a factor? I gotta have to lean New England. And it's funny when Buffalo lost that first game, my first thought was like, oh, I'll be on Buffalo the next game. I think, I think there's the narrative became that new England, like crushed Buffalo 27 to nothing or something like that. Right, that game right. came down to a couple of plays. Oh, there was, there was six,
0: seven plays. Dawson knocks in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they just had better play calling down at the 10 yard line, I was like, here's your shot. Three runs or four runs with Josh Allen. You're going to get in the end zone. And they didn't do that at all. Yeah, you're right. It was, it was a 50, 50 game for
1: sure. I, I know live betting, You know, the um, the way that works with algorithm stuff, it's not perfect. But at one point, Buffalo was favored late in that game. If you were going to live bet that game on that final Buffalo drive, at one point they got deep enough that they were the favorite. Again, that's not a perfect metric. And some people might say, well, I don't trust that algorithm. I'll I'll abuse it with my betting. If you you can do that, God love you. I'm going to lean New England. I reserve the right to change my mind. I would not be surprised if either team won this game. Because is Buffalo flawed? Yes. But New England's a flawed team, too. And we saw what they looked like when they fell behind and they needed Mac Jones to air it out. I mean, yeah, Yeah. right. Didn't look that great against Indianapolis. We know New England does not have the best wide receiver group. So I think it's going to be a great game. I'm going to watch every snap of it. I think either team could win. I'm leaning New England. It's just a lean for now. Speaking of divisional rematches, the Ravens. Man, what what a funny team they are right now. John Harbaugh. King of the two point, You know, it's funny. Baltimore, they always have like the the math is always in favor of them going for two. And then they either don't execute the play or they call a play. It doesn't make sense. I feel like Harbaugh a lot of times is doing the right thing, but maybe pressing the wrong button along the way. Now they go to Cincinnati. I think they've been just a high variance team. You watch them on the right week. You're like, oh, class of the AFC. They're growing up. You watch them on the wrong week. You think, OK, well, you know, some, they don't seem to trust Burrow. Why do they run the ball so much? I don't know the last time these teams played Cincinnati blew them out in Baltimore. And that's why probably why they're two and a half point favorites here at bed MGM. It's 44.5 because Baltimore's so beat up. I don't trust their secondary. And it's been, I remember, can't remember the last time Lamar Jackson had a Lamar Jackson game, you know, where he was a special talent. Uh, He hasn't been healthy. He's had all sorts of physical issues he's been dealing with. So maybe it's just hard for me to expect Baltimore to hit the high end of its range. I'm going to lean Cincinnati here. What say you?
0: I mean, the Ravens, like, three weeks ago, were a lock, right? Like, they are going to win the division, and they were going for the one seed and they're definitely a playoff lock. Game. And as they come into this game, they probably can't even remember how they built their bankroll. Because they've been terrible. Or not terrible, they're just taking losses. And it's hard to get that back. And now all of a sudden, you talk about last game, AFC East Championship game. This is the AFC North Championship game, for most part. If the Bengals win this. They got the tiebreaker, could do the season sweep. The Ravens aren't going to catch them at that point. I don't know what the Browns can. Uh, the Browns are kind of, the, they have a really easy schedule, so they're still a factor. But basically, if the Bengals win this game, they're they're looking at an AFC North championship. Um, i got to pick them, too. I, I just, I don't know what I'm getting out of the Ravens right now. They're so beat up. They have no cornerbacks, and that's not a good thing against the Bengals. And also, just this whole Lamar, Jackson, Tyler Huntley thing. I'm not going to be the dude to be like, they should just play Tyler Huntley, because I don't believe that necessarily. But what version of Lamar Jackson are we getting if he does play? Like, His mobility is such a big part of his game. If he couldn't play last week, then is he going to be 100% this week? And even if he is, like you said, he's been in this slump. I don't think he's a bad player, but what are we getting out of Lamar? What are we getting out of the Ravens? Just because I don't have any idea those the answers to those questions, i got to go Bengals. I, I just think that they've been a team I've, I've enjoyed betting on. I've enjoyed watching. Their good is really, really good and well, they're they, they do have some bad games too i just think the spot is is really big for them the ravens are limping along i, I got the Bengals. I, I just can't see i can't see backing the ravens at this point even though i, I know their infrastructure is really strong
1: and when you're not sure of the quarterback right i mean it's, you know you get your whole table set up you get your steak right i i've I, I totally botched the line your whole table <laughs> set up your table your your lugers your your fork your knife but you just don't have the steak um uh, that's sounded so good in my head, and I just I just botched it. Um, but be that as it may, I'm going to be in the Bengals as well. Rams at Vikings. Um, Rams are playing Tuesday night, so again, we're speaking without any knowledge of that. Kirk Cousins, is he just, just good enough to lose with? I, I don't know. I mean, I know yeah, they Kirk won the game threw like
0: 84 yards against a, a secondary they found on the street. Like, <laughs> that game was awful, by the way. That, you talk about bad NFL games, Scott. Oh, my goodness, that was a bad NFL game.
1: Was a bad, yeah. I did, I did not mind when that game ended. Uh, the Vikings are three point underdogs at home over at Bet MGM, 48.5. The total, man, you know, I, I hate taking road favorites, but I don't think Minnesota has a, a big home field advantage. I don't trust cousins. It's hard to know what the Rams, and remember, this is a short week game for the Rams. They're playing on Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, of course, Minnesota did play on Monday night. My, my lean is the Rams, but I'm certainly willing to be talked out of it.
0: I, I, I you know it's 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 weird. It's it's the Vikings are the, a team that's starting to really confound me. Where analytically they're better than they are, and, and they're better than a record. And look at I, I like I like backing teams with a bad record in close games because I think that usually comes back to the pack. But you watch this Vikings team, and you're like, how could I have any confidence in these guys? Like they're they're just the team that likes to lose. They just want to find a way to lose. Even last night, I mean, against the Bears. They should have blown that team out by twenty eight, and they just—they should have lost. If the Bears are any decent in a red zone, they lost. Uh, and then you got the Rams. We'll have to see what they—they they are today. But there's, you know, again, when they play bad teams, are really good. And Vikings may be bad for all we know. Like the, the Vikings may be just the kind of team they steamroll. I mean, Cooper Cup's kind of the one guy in the game you don't want to mess with. How do you guard him? Like, it's like him and Jonathan Taylor going back and forth. Like, every time I'm like, oh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's definitely winning offensive player of the year. And then I watch the Rams. So I'm like, oh, hockey, vote against Cooper Cup. He's going to break all these records. So I don't know if the Vikings got an answer for him. I, I almost have to take the Rams because I don't trust the Vikings. I want to be on the Vikings. I want to. I want to back the Vikings every week and say, analytically, this is the type of team I like, but then I watch Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer make weird decisions and all that. And I'm just like, I just have no confidence in them.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, I guess that just comes down to the quarterbacks and the coaches, right? I mean, the NFL is so driven by those two things and I I know I'm getting the better coach and I I feel like I'm getting the better quarterback. I know Stafford had a three or four week period where he played very poorly here, but I'm going to, I'm going to lean in the Rams on that one. Steelers chiefs. I'm finally going to jump on something I should have done three or four weeks ago. And of course, maybe this could go belly up. I don't even have the line available to me. The Chiefs are favored by seven and a half. This was uh, 10 before the COVID news came out that Tyreek Hill may not be available. It sounds like Kelsey may not be available. We'll see if they can test out of this before the game is played. But here's my angle. Uh, Again, seven and a half is the spread. It's 44.5 why not just fade the Steelers in the first half? Because this team, I, I keep making this yeah. analogy. They're yeah. doing all their term papers the night before, man. They are doing nothing in the first half. And, um, you know, maybe it's time for them to make a few moves earlier than they normally would because it, it's been all fourth quarter with these guys. and And they found a way to beat Baltimore. They almost you know, ruined R- Brandon Velaski's life was almost ruined with that Steeler Viking <laughs> game two weeks ago. And then last week, right. They, they no show for the first half. And then Tennessee basically said, no, we don't want this game Pittsburgh. You can have it. I always like betting on Tomlin long-term, but I just feel like there's going to be a reason why Pittsburgh's never organized in the first half. So uh, my advice to you here is bet the chiefs in the first half or the first quarter or something like that, because there's going to be a reason why Pittsburgh's not prepared to start any of these games.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to like the Steelers, and it's not their punctuality. I mean, they they seem to show up in the fourth quarter, right? It's like, it's like, what, what, can we? Like, I think we talked, we joked about this last week. Like, can we hypnotize Ben? Can we just say, oh no, right. it's a, it's an eleven a.m. start today, Ben? Like, you're good, just get ready. Um, Coffee time. <laughs> How could, yeah, I I actually very much agree with you. I haven't done it either, fading the Steelers in the first half. And I can go back on them in the second half because they always rally. I like the Steelers team. I really, really do. I I just, they're one of of those teams I've kind of done a 180 on where early in the season I was fading them all the time, fading them, fading them, fading them. And then you realize it's really well coached. They play really, really hard. They have an absolute superstar, TJ Watt, who can turn a game. And that's the kind of team I really, I like getting points with at least. I got to take the points almost. I, I mean, I, I I get all the reasons I shouldn't, but I think especially when, and you know, here's a COVID game. So Tyreek Hill might be out. Travis Kelsey might be out, of course. Like if they don't have those two guys, that, that flips the field. But I think even if they have those guys, this line will go back up to 10 or more. And I'll take the Steelers then. I'll, I'll wait. Uh, I'll see who's going to play. Because I don't think this line's going to really go down any further. I don't think there's any way the Steelers are going to be like, plus six at any point. So if you like the Steelers weight, see what you can get. And I, I kind of like them just because, you know, what kind of effort you're getting out of them every week. Yeah. I get all the reasons why
1: you shouldn't, but sometimes Frank reasons don't matter. It's what's, what's in your gut. So let's go to the lightning round. Let's have some fun with some of these other games. Chicago bears who just played a, a very mundane loss to, to Minnesota at Seattle, another Tuesday team that we're flying blind on. We don't know what version of the Seahawks we'll see. Russell Wilson has looked better. In recent games, you're wearing your Wisconsin garb, so I'm sure you'll say something positive about Russell. The Seahawks are spotting seven over at MGM. It's a 43.5 total. What's your first look, Chicago, Seattle?
0: Um, I, the Bears are one of those in that pocket of bad teams that I'm I'm going to be scared to back. I, I'm not necessarily auto-fading them, but I'm going to be scared to back them. But at the same time, who wants Seahawks to be minus seven against anybody right now? They're not a good team. So I always have to take the Bears out of principle, but not a game I'll have any pennies on. This is, uh, I don't know. I you know we all know each other here. So if if you want to give me your your some of your chips to put on the on the Bears, maybe I do. But I I'm not I, I'm not rushing to the counter to bet the Bears. I just think that the Seahawks minus seven. That's just kind of a ridiculous line.
1: But the problem is in the, in the NFC West. Shane Waldron has been the rake. I mean, the, the Seahawks want to run forty-five plays a game and just drive them banana. It,
0: it it kills me. Uh, like, and every Scott, by the way, okay, I'm, I'm gonna set a reminder on my phone when we're done for like May or June when we're getting all the stories about like, oh, this is gonna be a totally different Seahawks offense. They're gonna speed it up. Russ is gonna pass more. This is it. Never happens. Every year we fall for this. We're losing the football right now. Where
1: is Russell Wilson next year?
0: That's a great question. Still, so somebody brought up the Panthers. I was like, "Ooh, that's actually a really interesting fit with an owner in Carolina who's just impulsive, will do anything, seat of his pants type of guy." That was interesting to me. I think another one is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to need a quarterback. Ben ain't coming back. What, right? I think there's
1: three interesting spots if you throw in Denver with all their yeah, skill talent. Yeah. They, I wonder how they...
0: good. I wonder how good Denver is. I, I maybe it's just because I'm here and I'm a little have we cynical. overrated their skill
1: talent? Maybe. We yeah,
0: know. yeah. Like I mean, like like Teddy Bridgewater's not. Such a zero that, that Cortland Sutton should be off the planet by now, right? Like, I, I mean, I wonder if we've overrated some of those guys, but yet, yeah, you look at the names, and you're like a Fant and Sutton, and even Tim Patrick and Judy, and all these guys. Hey, if Russ is throwing them the ball, I might sign off on that. Yeah, That that's going to be the story of the offseason, though. I mean, one of anyway, him and Deshaun. I mean, this whole quarterback carousel is going to get pretty batty.
1: It's so weird to fall in love with a team that you know isn't good, but I've kind of fallen in love with, with the Detroit Lions, nine yeah. and five against the spread. They pull off the, the big uh, your dominant, nothing fluky about it, as you said. They just smashed Arizona from beginning to end. Now they go to Atlanta. The Falcons are six-point favorites. Over-under is 42. I, to me, this is really simple. I, I can't spot... Six points with the Falcons against almost anybody. Detroit shows up every week. Now, we have to get the status on Goff, who showed up early on the COVID list. Yeah. I believe he's vaccinated, so he could test out because you know, Detroit dropping to their next level of quarterback would would be a, a big problem. But you know, a month ago, maybe five weeks ago, Detroit could not protect Goff. We saw a million holding calls in that Thanksgiving game. Protection's been better. Uh, st brown has turned into a interesting target i know that they don't have their best version of their offense coming you know, hawkins is out for the year it sounds like swift may not play again but st brown's a thing golf's been okay they play hard for campbell and who are the falcons what what, what tell right, me what right. what's been impressive about the falcons i mean I, the patterson thing may be running out of steam they're not going to have calvin ridley they really haven't unlocked Kyle Pitts. he's been okay but for Kyle Pitts to have one touchdown right now that's just a failure of Matt Ryan, a failure of Arthur Smith. You know, I wonder if Arthur Smith had it so good in Tennessee where anytime they got in the red zone, it's like, okay, you know, Tannehill and Derrick Henry, some version of that will punch it in. <laughs> right. It's not working in Atlanta, man. W- watching them try to run fourth and short or fourth and goal against the Niners, all those plays look stillborn. So this is one of my conviction plays that we'll talk about later. I am going to be on the Detroit Lions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A- a money line, too. Why can't they win this game? Well, who are the, Like you said, we're the Falcons. Like I, I mean, the Lions... Look, I was a Dad Campbell uh, hater, I guess. I, I the off season, I was rolling my eyes at the whole kneecap biting thing. But then we get into the season, and I've I've come around. They play hard for him. They're prepared. Look, there are a couple games that totally got away from them just because their talent stinks. But uh, every week, you're you're getting a pretty good version of the Lions. They have a great record against the spread. Why can't they beat the Falcons in this game? The pits is so interesting, by the way. Like, I didn't know this until I started writing power rankings, which will go up Wednesday, by the way, that Pitts is going to be the basically the second tight end ever to get a thousand yards. Like, I mean, I know that's your extra game and all that, but he's, I think he's sitting there like, he's already like fifth at the all-time list, but we look at this as such a disappointing year because of the touchdowns. Totally true. He hasn't had a ton of impact, but yet he's put up a lot of yards. I don't know what to make of Kyle Pitts and that whole Falcons team and their approach and everything, but I know they're not a good team. I know what kind of effort I'm getting out of the Lions. So, yeah, absolutely Lions plus six, Lions money line, it definitely one of my one of my stronger feelings of the week.
1: Well, wasn't it wasn't a great, you know, in the second half of that Detroit-Arizona game, you look at Cliff Kingsbury, You know, he didn't even know what hit him, you know? Man, <laughs> I mean, just- yeah. You know, put put it all on the line for gut shot. But anyway, you, you didn't come here to talk about the 88 World Series or uh, or the Lions and Cardinals, although we had to give that a mention. Tampa Bay at Carolina. The Buccaneers off their bagel, lowest scoring game of the NFL season. They're spotting ten and a half to Carolina. Cam Newton's lost approximately 117 games in a row that he started for Carolina. And you mentioned this is where, where I was gonna shoehorn Fraser and Monroe. All of a sudden the the Buccaneers need Antonio Brown a couple of weeks ago. I was yeah. like, okay, maybe he's coming back. Maybe he's not. Well, Godwin's out for the year. Evans is going to be out for a while. They need Antonio Brown was playing pretty good football. It was a long time ago. It goes back to you know, mid-October when he finally left the team. They need him. You can't Tyler Johnson can't be your number one. Scotty Miller is a support guy. He, he's not, you know, he's not a, a primary guy. They need to find some answers. Ronald Jones is probably going to have to start in this game tampa bay it's just funny how much things have changed you know brady was the slam dunk mvp a week ago and now it's like I, i'm kicking myself for not getting some rogers interest this seems like a big number to give to give out but then again there's nothing i like about carolina so uh 10 and a half the, the spread it's in carolina the total is 44 and a half where you're going here
0: a uh, total stay away game right i mean when you know you're talking about the buccaneers might have like Ronald Jones, Tyler Johnson. Like, I, I must feel like Buckner going back into shape for the first time. Like, this is just a decimated offense. And also, I think it's this is very important for the Buccaneers the last three games. At what point do they go into rest mode? They have the NFC wet, uh, South wrapped up. They're not catching the Packers for the number one seat. Bruce Arians is a smart guy. He understands the situation. At what point do you just shut it down and say, we need to get Mike Evans healthy, we need to get Leonard Fournette healthy, we need to make sure Gronk isn't hurt. We need to just do what we can to survive these last three weeks, almost going into that whole, like, let's rest the starters mode. Not fully. I'm not saying Brady's going to sit the last three weeks or anything, but being very, very careful about who they play, who they don't play. Um So that said, I almost have to be on the Panthers. I, 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 I understand what you mean. And I'm not, this ain't a game I'll be on, but I think for pick and pools, whatever, I'll be, I'll take the Panthers just because, I think the Buccaneers are just kind of like, okay, let's get in the playoff mode now. We're, we're The Godwin, man, the Godwin loss changes the Super Bowl picture so much. It just, you know, I was telling everybody last week, you know, I do radio shows, whatever you do too, and they ask you, who do you, you know, who do you trust, Super Bowl, Super Bowl? I, I had come around to saying the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers are the team that really you could see that upside when they get everybody back, but now without Godwin, like he was such a focal point of their offense. I, I think it's really going to show here, and I think the Panthers, I, I don't love taking them, but. 10 and a half, sure.
1: And yet, if they can get Brown to be a good soldier and and to get his head on straight,
0: I mean, yeah, he, you, yeah, right,
1: Why, right. why, why the same two quarterbacks, you know, in the final four every single year? I mean, this is right. the luckiest quarterbacks in the NFL
0: skill game, Frank. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Todd, they still have Brady and I. Who do you think wins the MVP? Do you think it's Rodgers? Uh, I mean, if we had to pick somebody right now,
1: do you think there's any voter? backlash for just the weird turn Rogers' season had maybe five weeks ago
0: i don't think so i think it's passed by now i really wish look i really wish this wasn't a quarterback award because again okay you could anybody watching the video could see me but jonathan taylor why isn't he you know, why couldn't he be mvp other i know he's not gonna win because it's a quarterback award but jonathan taylor's carrying that team and he's yards miles ahead of everybody else so but anyway i i I think Rodgers wins just because I think, again, I think the Buccaneers are going to go into shutdown mode a little bit here, and we're not going to see the same Buccaneers where, that we've seen all season. And not, maybe, not, maybe we will wild card round, but not in the last two weeks.
1: And what probably happens now, what's probably come down with the MVP race is that Rodgers and Brady have positioned themselves where, okay, game on. Whoever plays the best from this point forward, if one yeah. of you plays very well, you win it. If you both play horrible, maybe somebody comes out of nowhere. You know, maybe Justin Herbert has the month of his life, or Mahomes. You know, Mahomes. I didn't think would need to really pick up steam because he hasn't done last week exception. I don't think he's done a lot, but maybe I feel like if if Brady. Or Rodgers. If one of them plays well to finish the season and is clearly better than the other guy, he's your MVP. If they both play mediocre, then it's going to be okay. What quarterback came out of nowhere and threw fourteen touchdowns in the last three games, or something like that, and and maybe somebody will do. that. I mean, that, it could
0: it, yeah, could it be somebody? Just we're not even like who's not on the radar. Right? Is it that one of those years? Josh Allen goes out and throws five touchdowns on Sunday, and we're like, maybe wait, Stafford. Wait a maybe
1: second. Stafford finishes sure. again. Sure. If somebody, if somebody has a six touchdown game in one of these standalones. Right? What if Matthew Stafford tonight just has the game of his life? Cup scores four more touchdowns or something like that. Um, or, or I will say this with Taylor: the the way I could see him winning it is if Indianapolis won out and Taylor did something like he broke the single game rushing record or something. I mean, or he broke well, he the needs, like
0: I, I think I don't want to get the math wrong. He needs here, something so portable. I I, I, he, I might be a little bit off here, but I think he needs one hundred eighty two yards per game to get two thousand. And two thousand is such a magical number that at least it would be like, wait a second. Two thousand. Let's think about him for a little bit. But I, I don't think he will. It's just such a quarterback. But you're right. Yeah. If I guess you're right. If, if Jonathan Taylor against the Cardinals on, on Saturday, and I, you know, I assume that's a national TV game. I look. If he goes for two hundred fifty yards and they win, then all of a sudden you're you're going to get a lot of buzz about that. I you've already heard a lot, but I think at the end of the day, voters look at that sheet and they just look. At, they're just going to punch a ticket on a quarterback. It was
1: great quarterback. if he gets two thousand yards, but doesn't the first two thousand go back to the Chesterfield?
0: <laughs> you what you got give me some of the white meat yeah. <laughs>
1: uh okay, giants and eagles, man, I, I love the new york giants uh you know I, I gotta throw this joke out here i mean they 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 have fan appreciation day, and they give up meat if you 're if you're a giant season ticket holder, they gave you a medium soft drink not they couldn 't give you the large soft drink, yeah, exactly. they probably downed it with a bunch of ice and stuff a medium soft drink, and you know fountain soda is not. Particularly expensive. Now they go to Philadelphia. Another team we're flying blind on. They're playing Tuesday night. Over-under is just 40, 41 and a half. The Eagles are spotting 10 in this game. Man, you know, I've been back in the Giants a lot of weeks thinking I don't hate their defense. They're a football team. They have pride. They're going to show up. And every week I'm ripping up a Giants ticket. So uh, talk me out of the Giants, please. Yeah,
0: I mean, Giants fans need a little something stronger than Pepsi to watch that team. Maybe like gin. Always gin. Always gin, sure. Always uh, so you get I, I, Eagles easy. Like, how do, you, how do you not punch a ticket on the Eagles here? Like, I, I'm not saying the Eagles are some world beaters. And we'll see what they look like tonight. Maybe Jalen Hurts is really still not himself. Yeah, I mean, just because he's back from an injury doesn't mean he's all the way back from an injury. But assuming the Eagles play well t- uh, on Tuesday night, and people are probably listening to this after that game so they'll know. Yeah, I'll be. I don't have any reason to take the Giants in any game the rest of the year. They just look totally done. Jake Fromm is probably going to start in this game, and I don't think that solves any problems. certain Shepard's done for the year. At some point, I wonder if they start to wonder about. Let's can we make up an injury for Saquon so we could just quietly shut him down? I, this is just absolute positive mess. I don't think we're going to see one more decent performance out the of Giants the rest of the year.
1: Yeah. I want the Eagles defense in this game, you know? No. Uh,
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That would they be the number one? Like I haven't really, I know the chargers play Houston. I like that defense. That's when I was proactively picking up a couple weeks ago, but Philly, yeah. Philly might be the number one defense. They could
1: put up a score enough, enough kick to give you to win you the high and the low in week 16 chargers. Man, did they need that Chiefs game? They somehow let it get away. Um, Brandon Staley's living that hardball life, all these Decisions he's making are totally defensible, but they don't seem to be converting a lot of them. Now they go to Houston where Davis Mills, damning with faint praise, but I mean, it's been such an ugly year for rookie quarterbacks. Davis Mills doesn't look lost out there. Brandon Cooks, four of his five touchdowns have come with Davis Mills. I think Cooks is, even though the volume has been about the same, the efficiency has gone up. Houston's catching nine and a half at home in this game. It's a 45.5 total.
0: What's your first thought, LACHOU? I can't take you. I mean, Houston's so bad. We're just getting to this point where the season, Scott, where I'm like, why would I ever take the Giants? Why would I ever take the Texans? Why would I ever I have to take the Chargers. I, I don't love laying nine and a half on the road, especially with the Chargers team that consistently finds ways to screw things up like they did on Thursday night last week. Uh Chargers. I, I, it's this is this is the the portion of the show where just you're probably better off not betting these games or, or teas I mean, maybe teasers or something like that, but I don't trust the chargers and I know the Texans stink. So I, I you're right about Davis mills. He actually has some, there's a little something there. And I think he's positioning himself to be their their starter next year, but uh, I'll take the charge.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to bet in this game. Talk, no, please please don't, me. please don't
0: watch it. Please don't No.
1: Please talk me out. of the t- Well, of course I can't watch it because I'm going to be watching the Jaguars and the Jets, man. <laughs> so much for the narrative that Jacksonville hated. Maybe they didn't hate Urban Meyer as much as they want or it didn't fuel them to to be you – know, they got swept by the Houston Texans. Congratulations, Jacksonville. Uh, the Jets are actually two-and-a-half-point favorites this week total is 41 and a half I, I don't know where you go with this uh jacksonville and the jets are playing a football game frank such what do you a, think? such a
0: bad game jets uh, just because last week i fell for the whole okie do- we talked on tuesday and i was like yeah how could you how could you take the jaguars as favorites then they fire urban and i got onto the whole like well now that they're rid of urban they're going to give their best performance they're going to want to show him up and then they just lay an egg to the Bad, bad, bad Texans team. By the way, I had a ton of Texans futures on worst record in the NFL. I'm sitting there watching the Lions win, and I'm like, "Uh, the Jaguars are just going to end up cashing that ticket, and and I I might as well rip that Texans one up for worst record in the NFL this year. So um, I I can't – I just don't – I think the Jaguars just want to be done with the season. The Jets aren't far behind, but at least they showed a little bit of fight last week, covered a spread against Miami. I'll I'll take the Jets, but not for any money. Uh, No, definitely not.
1: This Urban Meyer thing—do you think it's temporary? Do you think he'll be back next semester, or was he on his way out anyway?
0: I—I <laughs> I, I think we've seen the last of Urban Meyer for a really, really, really long time. And, and I—okay, uh, real quick—if you're—if you're a writer if you're a sports writer and and you decide that you're going to write about Urban Meyer, you're going to get a hold of him. Please don't tell me how much he hates losing. Please don't, because that doesn't excuse his behavior. Everybody in the NFL hates losing. I, I, uh, yeah, they, don't get me started on that one. Because I've I've seen already the urban redemption tour starting. Well,
1: everyone in competitive environments hate losing. You know, Bob Knight, Jerry Tarkanian, anybody I, like Tarkanian like would say he he does not remember any of the wins. Again, that goes back to the poker thing, right? That's with true, the, with, yeah. the, with the the hands that you win and the hands that you lose. The the sting, and this goes for fantasy too. It hurts more to lose than it feels great to win. That's the, that's yeah. the dirty secret of competition. I mean, this, this is the life that we've chosen.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's very true. But yeah, I, the, the whole Urban thing just bothered me because it's like, well, oh yeah, of course he was a jerk, but he just hates losing. <laughs> okay. He hated losing so much he stayed back when his team flew to Jacksonville from Cincinnati and he was caught in that bar in Columbus. Yeah, oh, he must have just hated losing. Is so that much. a good job? Because
1: they're they're down to the felt, Frank. I mean, they, they lost their case money and their tuition this year. I mean, they've got nothing out of Trevor Lawrence. Nothing. They just get swept by Houston. Would, yeah. would you... Is this how attractive is
0: this job for somebody? I think just because of Lawrence is attractive, and there's no there's no expectations. I mean, if yeah. you win eight games there, you they build a statue, right? Like I, I don't know. I I think that I'd rather have this job than Denver if that opens up. I, I think I'd rather have just job in Chicago if it opens up. I think it's pretty high up there just because of the Trevor Lawrence thing. Just because there's no expectations, but ownership there stinks. So uh, that that's a fa- that's a factor against it. There's a reason they lose year after year. I mean, it it's just it, it is what it is at this point.
1: Time for the too long didn't listen portion of the program. Our conviction plays. Which of the games we discussed do you feel the strongest about at this early juncture, of Week 16?
0: I think I'll be Colts. I I, I don't. I hope I'm not just, you know, giving up on the Cardinals too quick, but the Colts really stand, stood out to me. Saints, I, I think that that's, a, that that's one that'll make my card. I think the Bengals look pretty good to me. Lions, I think we both are in agreement on the Lions. And probably even the Eagles. Like, I, I just, again, I hate taking double-digit favorites, but I, I'm not taking the Giants the rest of the year. No way.
1: I have Cincinnati, New Orleans, Detroit scribbled down, and I'm going to try to remember to fade Pittsburgh in the first half. I've I've just seen them. You know their alarm clock go off too late too many times. I mean they couldn't catch a cab or something like that. But they're they're not starting fresh. I you know I, I gotta I gotta fade that. If you're looking for more betting advice across various sports, Frank Schwab is your man. And make sure you subscribe to the Yahoo Sportsbook Daily on your podcast platform of choice you can get social with us on twitter it's always fun yahoo schwab gets you to frank scott underscore Pienowski. we'll get you access to me and then uh, the whole yahoo fantasy crew is at yahoo fantasy and you don't want to miss holiday season yahoo daily fantasy is hosting the 12 days of winning celebration with special holiday contests and offerings leading up to christmas weekend it's a gift to our users all sorts of overlays there's some free rolls in there Good stuff. You like money. We want to give it out to you. Take it. Please check out our lobby. Join in on the holiday fun. There's no stat nerd episode this week, but Liz and Dalton will be here tomorrow with the weekend preview. You'll want to check that out. Until then, for Frank, for producer John, for Worm, for Kanish, for uh, Petrovsky, you know, for the judges game, for the dentist game, for the golf pro game. I, how could you dump that pot to that V-neck sweater? We needed that. Uh, I need. I know what I need. I think I need a shave right now, Frank. Maybe a ride up to Binghamton, meet up some <laughs> municipal workers. I, I'll give you. I'll give you a final say uh, before before we sign uh, off, Frank. Uh, do you have uh, anything else to say uh, to our gambling degenerate crowd in week sixteen?
0: I will just go with the cliche. If you can't spot the sucker at the first thirty minutes at the table, you are the sucker.
1: Well said, my friend. I love
0: that first scene
1: so much. Even before they even speak, just all the callbacks to the books. He's got all the money hidden in his apartment. This, even the cigarettes are in a cigar box because he's probably smoking on the sly. You, you know, Joe's against anything Mike wants to do that he enjoys. So um, it's so good. So good. We hope you've enjoyed it. Again, uh, we, we tried to entertain you. We tried to give you some winners. A lot of games this week, you're going to need the number. You're going to need BetMGM's website. So let's dial up some winners. I hope you have a happy, safe holiday. We'll be back in a week with more picks, more silliness. Again, for Frank, for John, I'm Scott. Great catch one.